Good morning, KIC family. Um, so it's my privilege to share the devotional with you this morning. Um, I've chosen to do this topic on rest. I'm calling it the discipline of rest. Um, I've really been reflecting on this a lot lately, the last few months, um, as our pace has really slowed down in many respects. So I hope it blesses you. At various points in my life, I've been forced to rest, as I'm sure many of you, notably during illness, pregnancy, after studying hard or meeting a work deadline. I'm also naturally an introvert, and so it's not unusual that I need to rest after a lot of social interaction. For many times, this has been sorely needed, but lacking due to bad habits, forgetfulness or blindsidedness. Yet I'm slowly learning the importance of rest outside of those times. Rest is vital but can easily be forgotten for its significance or often seen as an indulgence which can lead to guilt. I believe rest is something we must proactively implement as a regular part of our rhythm. And the Bible even mentions rest in its various forms at least 72 times. We need both physical and spiritual rest. At the end of six days creating the earth, God rested and we know this day as our Sabbath. As well as an actual day set aside that has different routine than the others, rest is something to be mindful of throughout the week. It is helpful to reflect on what helps and what hinders our rest and what simple things we could do to incorporate into our routine to aid rest. Some things to think about perhaps going to bed earlier, something as simple as that, or even the opposite in a way, setting an alarm to get up earlier in the morning. And this could be to really set aside that time to spend with God before we start the day. Exercise, that can actually help us rest better when, when we exercise regularly. We could be improving our boundaries with our devices, our phones, our laptops, that kind of thing. Starting a new book or journaling, that can help us to rest. We sit, try and stop the other things we put our hands to. Um, it could be turning on worship music more often during the day and using that time as a time to just consciously sit or lie down and listen to the music. Doing something active, but yet still restful, such as drawing, painting, knitting, baking, something else, golf. <laughs> Rest is inextricably linked to peacefulness too. It is worth taking time to reevaluate what we are spending our time doing, who we are spending our time with, and so on. We could try writing down the areas of our lives where we are spending our time and our energy and our resources. This is a good exercise to, to reevaluate. Often we can reach burnout when we're doing things that we are not actually called to do by God. And so we therefore run out of energy or we easily rely on our own strength to do those things. And sadly, stress is um, linked to a lot of this, overworking and not having a good rhythm. So stress and the areas in our lives it can be related to easily, such as depression, anxiety, sleeping poorly, irritability, muscle tension, headaches, 
those kinds of things are a typical byproduct of our societies and they're often fast paced and pressure to perform. In a survey in the UK in 2018, a stress survey, 74% of adults had felt so stressed at that point, some point in that year, that they felt overwhelmed or unable to cope. 51% of respondents who had felt stressed reported feeling depressed and 61% reported feeling anxious. With this in mind, let's just continue to pray for one another and to encourage each other in good habits and good works, including learning when to say no, when to stop and when to rest. 2 Timothy 4.7 is a great verse. It says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. So this scripture, as well as many others, refers to the concept of fighting and running the race in this life and keeping the faith. Therefore, we are definitely called to action. So please do not mistake my invitation today to rest as an invitation to laziness. Elsewhere in scripture, we are told not to be idle. However, our cultures do seem to hail being busy to the point of this affecting our identity. We even wear it as a kind of badge of honor, often answering the question, how are you? With, I'm busy, or I'm tired, or I have so much work to do at the moment. As if we are proud of this or don't know what else to say or what else to prize. We can also sadly tend towards a work-based church culture that keeps us busy too and can lead to spiritual exhaustion. So the question this morning I want to ask us is how can we run our endurance race if we don't build a sustainable pace that includes regular rest? Well, we know that Jesus is the perfect model for us and lives a life we want to emulate as his disciples. As well as spending his earthly ministry time mentoring a small group of disciples, walking around the countryside speaking to large crowds of people, we do regularly see that he punctuated this with times where he pulled away from people to be alone or just with a few, very few in order to rest, pray or sleep. I don't believe this is solely because of a temperament trait such as introversion. It could be, but either way he provides an exemplary example for us to follow. Now there's a, a preacher and a writer that we met a couple years ago, Rory and I, at a conference in the UK called New Wine, John Mark Comer. Um, and he spoke about some of these things I'm referring to today. He's written a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and I found recently um, a companion to that book, which is kind of a workbook called How to Unhurry. And in these, he emphasizes the need to replace our constant need to hurry and be busy to the very core of our mu muscle memory, so to actually put things in place, to actually kind of reprogram um, what we naturally um, tend to do with even without thinking about it sometimes. So once he, in his books, once he reconstructs this with the spiritual disciplines and rhythms as exemplified by Jesus, he introduces deeper ways to practice rest. Silence and solitude, the first one. The second, Sabbath. 
Third, simplicity, and the fourth, slowing. And I encourage you to open the link here on how to unhurry to look further into this. Um, I was doing some reading for this, and I came across um, a, a magazine, relevant magazine article, blog article, called How Embracing Rest Can Change Your Life. And there were some really good things in, in this. Um, and she writes, Jesus understands our humanity. Jesus himself experienced exhaustion and loneliness. He's tasted weariness, anxiety and stress. God's heart for rest goes deeper than what we can do for Sabbath. Truth Sabbath is returning to who God created us to be. Accepted and beloved, just as we are, Jesus invites us to rest. But what would that look like? And she goes on to assert that rest is one of only three ambitions called out in the New Testament, that the other two are preaching the gospel and to please God. And you can see the scriptures there, you can look up. So rest is the third one that she calls an ambition. In this way, rest is considered to be an essential part of the spiritual disciplines. The Greek word used for quiet is this word, hesuchazo, if that's how you pronounce it correctly which means to rest or cease from labor. So I hope during this unknown time, and sometimes it's, it's been stressful being unknown the last few months, um, I just hope that we can use this time to reevaluate, to, to build new rhythms, to build new boundaries where we may need to, to build friendships where we have accountability in these areas. And ultimately to ensure that we develop a habit of rest. So there are some questions I'll leave with you. You can discuss in your groups or with your families. And there is also a link um, to this article by Bonnie Gray in Relevant Magazine. So you can look further. And it's really good to delve into the concept of our identities um, and knowing who we are in Christ and loved by the Father um, despite what we do just knowing to the core that we loved. Right, blessings. Goodbye.